calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator, and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. That was got a bit. <laughs> got a crack I might on. pop crack. one. I might pop one. I had a much moodier intro set for this podcast. I was going to do something like, in my restless dreams, I see this podcast. For a bit of Silent Hill. Uh, okay. For all the fans <laughs> out there. Uh, we will be talking about those new Silent Hill games Ooh. later on the podcast. But first, I can't wait. why don't I introduce Jesse Gomez, who you've just heard. Hello, I don't have a beer. I have a Highland Spring uh, bottle of water. Is that tap water is... in there or have you No, used it? it's actual actually... like high quality Highland really? Spring. I like tap water. I'm a big fan Highland of uh, <laughs> tap water. Um, Dale, you just let everyone know how you are while I open my beer. Do you know what? This is my first podcast in the studio. In Same. What like two and a half, three years or something. Yeah, yeah I've it's lost been count. ages. So, and we've got we've we're very we're very lucky at iGem where we've got a fridge with um, drinks and food that we can just have. And there was bottles of Corona in there, and I thought, don't, why don't did you have that at home? Uh, yes, but I pay for that. <laughs> That's <laughs> very <laughs> true. Um, before we start, we've got to tell you. Sometimes we say we've got a bumper podcast. This week, my God, have we got a bumper podcast? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of games coming out, a lot of things we can talk about. We'll be getting onto those soon. We've got. New God of War, we've got Silent Hill, we've got Resident Evil 4, we've got Gotham Knights, we've got a Plague Tale, oh God. we've got all sorts. Very mixed bag, uh, some would say. But Indeed, yes. First, we've actually got an exciting announcement to make. <gasps> what a is few it? weeks ago, I lied to everyone and said there was a live show coming. <laughs> I think it would have been next week or tomorrow. It would have been very I soon. Mean, we had the best intentions to do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, but things fell through. They won't fall through this well. Okay, there's no plans for them to fall through this time. <laughs> yeah, we've please we've locked that. down a venue, we've locked down a date. Friday, <gasps> the 2nd of December. Mm, Friday, wow. I'm sure that'll make everyone happy. A Christmas podcast? Exactly, the IGN UK podcast Is it before anything Christmas. in December that counts as a Christmas thing? I think so. Yeah. yeah. People have Christmas parties from like 1st of December. I suppose when your decorations go up, I know some, there's some freaks out there who put their decorations up in September yeah. or something. But like from December, when you put your decorations, then it feels you're in Christmas I zone. do it two weeks before Christmas. That's I don't like doing enough. it too long. Re- recently went to a place where I saw some Christmas decorations in a hotel. Oh, and yeah. that was like last month. And I was just thinking, what are they doing? Maybe because it requires a lot of effort. So like put it up early. Yeah. I would say it's different in, the in the trade right when you're trying to sell <laughs> yeah. i mean it was a hotel so i don't know what i'm doing yeah, but yeah. like in the place where they're trying to sell christmas products already i get it and yeah mm. just not you don't want to be walking down your street and see someone's like blackpool illuminations outside the yeah. house when it's october yeah that would anger me so friday the 2nd of december 43 days away uh, away so that's our one less day than the wow lasted. so well Jeez. done to it's her in my calendar on beating Ooh. that who knows who we'll have in 43 days it might be me i'm prime minister by then unlikely. um <laughs> probably unlikely i don't really want that job i've got too many games to play um we have booked a venue called nels in kensington in london Kensington. Oh. so uh if you are Looking for somewhere near there today, I'd recommend that. Um, my house. Friday, 2nd of December. We haven't, uh, I think it's what we haven't locked down exact times yet. It'll be six mm. or seven um, until late because there's a bar there. So we'll yeah. be there late. Um, there's also you... other bars nearby for exactly. after show parties. Um, is, that, is that happening? Tickets. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Uh, tickets 
should be live now. If they're not, they will be very soon. Um, we will tweet about them from the IGN UK account and pop it in the Doc Hunters IGN UK podcast Facebook group yeah. if you're in there. Jesse can go sling it in the Discord group. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, I dare not go in there. He's always exposed <laughs> Too old me. to go in there, yeah, but Jesse's exactly. in there. I'm Never, young and hip. Exactly. There'll be a few of us there. We haven't worked out really what we're doing yet. Mm. It'll be a laugh. Um, yeah, have a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, just don't touch me. Or okay. smell him. Okay. <laughs> smell right. Him. On to some actual games. And oh, yes, please. God, it's God. God. <laughs> it's an we're exciting about to talk time. About. <laughs> um, God of War Ragnarok. Me and you, Dale, very lucky yeah. to have played the first, what, three to four hours this game? Yes. That's what we can talk about at the moment. Mm-hmm. Before you worry now, we are not going to spill anything to do with the story of this game. You wouldn't nope. dare do that. Not only because we're not allowed to do it, but I wouldn't want to do it. No. We're going to pretty much basically talk about some of the new combat and just how bloody exciting it all is. Mm. Are you having mm. a good time with it so far, Dale? I'm having an excellent time. More than I <laughs> suspected. Like, I loved the, the 2018 game. Mm. And from everything we've seen on the trailers, I thought... Yeah, this like this looks more of the same of something that was great. So I was on board anyway. But there's actually like there's significantly more mm-hmm. as well. Just just getting around that world. I feel like I've been so impressed with this sounds like a really boring thing to kick off with, but the traverse on that game feels like massively improved. So much so that I don't know if I could go back to mm-hmm. the last one now. It feels Jeez. not that, you know, twenty eighteen is some God or twenty eighteen is still some of the best action I've ever played in a game. But yeah. this it just feels that extra, like little bit better, doesn't it? It feels that little bit more fluid. Yeah. It's quick. You're like you can now use the blades to swing around through gaps. You can yeah. swing up walls. Like it just feels it just feels so good. And I think the first what, half an hour to an hour of this game, you are I, I was thinking anyway, okay, this is more God of War, yeah. which is not, bad, not a bad thing because no. that is one of my very, very favorite games of all time. And But then you slowly realize, okay, they're adding more here. There's more and there's more and yeah. there's more. And it just keeps keeps on growing. And just the things I noticed straight away was just already enemy variety. It's just so much better. If there's any fault you could maybe level against that 2018 game is that you're really three or four main enemies for the whole game. It doesn't mix it up too much already. I've had mini bosses. Yeah. I've had different creatures doing different attacks. Like it just feels I don't know, like Which is just a lot more. There's just more to it. Yeah, yeah. It's just more varied already in such it, a short amount of it time. It definitely feel like they, they built this like amazing sandbox, right? They built these amazing tools. And now this one is like right, all the things that we didn't have time to get in. Now mm. and what else can we come up with? The first couple of bosses, like just not something that you'd expect to happen. One thing that's re- I'm really enjoying so far, and you get a taste of in the early game, is Kratos always feels like a powerful character. But now, even just doing the mundane, like puzzle tasks, he feels powerful all the mm, time. Yeah. There's these uh, puzzles where you use the Blades of Chaos to mo- maneuver like giant objects, and you just feel that strength all the time. It's like so. It's a you know wanky journalism word, but visceral, right? Like yeah. it's how, kinetic. No, but even like <laughs> <It> really is. <laughs> he uses, yeah. but he has yeah, like his uses blades of chaos as like a grappling hook to get up onto yeah. tall ledges, and everything moves fast. It reminds me of Doom in a way, like mm. how everything's mm. snappy. You're constantly moving. It's that's like, how yeah. I'd like yeah. it. Like a lot of these arenas, there's more verticality. The way you do grapple around them, they are like little Doom like mm. death boxes mm. in a way. Mm. They just. It just feels so. I, I, I was surprised good. when, just, like earlier on today, you were just like browsing through a little bit of footage you recorded yourself, and I thought it was sped up. But the game is naturally just—it seems a lot faster than yeah, the yeah. original as well, and that sort of like, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but it did not that. Like, even though he's a big hulking character, yeah. and you're fighting hulking enemies. You got a giant axe. It always feels snappy and speedy mm. and smooth, and it's like it's just the most fun to yeah. just run around and go. Even like. I love doing collectible hunt stuff anyway, yeah, tre- yeah. you know, searching for chests in this game. But it's just so satisfying to always do that. So much so that when there's a shiny thing over there, I'm going to spend ages in that mm-hmm. environment trying to work out how to get to it. I can't say that about a lot yeah. of games. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. just still looks just so beautiful. It doesn't look, yeah. I wouldn't say it looks massively different from memory to 2018, but it's still, 2018 looked gorgeous at the yeah. time anyway. And just the environments, like, so far I've seen Midgard and I've seen Svart, uh, Svart Alfheim, which is the yeah. Dwarven region, which is just like really rooted in kind of like that Icelandic geography mm. that like all the Norse et- etters are from. So it's yeah. kind of got all that, like these, it's cool that like there's just multi-use for like single objects, like these geezers that are just spouting from the earth. Like you can use them to solve puzzles. You could use them in combat <laughs> to block people off. You can just, 
It's just... I thought you were talking about like an yeah, old... I love nah, using a geezer. Some blokes do talk like that in the game. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> there are just like massive spouting geese. It's mm. just... It's beautiful. And like I said, just the variety so far in such a short period of time, just... Yeah. yeah, I just... Are, are you are you surprised by how much new things there are? Because like what they also mm. like, you were just expecting it to be a bit more of what you yeah. already loved, but so far from what you've played, does it actually yeah. feel special? It's not like, you know, shock a minute, like I can't believe we're doing this. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely building on it. It streamlines some of the systems from the first game and it just yeah. kind of... It just still feels brilliant. I'm just. It does an excellent job as well of um, a lot of the opening locations you start at are very are familiar because yeah. they're mm. from the first game, but they feel different and you're you're experiencing them slightly different as mm. well. It never feels like a retread. Yeah. It just feels like they're really really honed in on what makes this good and mm. now worked out tiny little ways, but like significant in a way to improve that system. It's it's immensely satisfying to play. So much so. I wish I was at home playing it right oh, now. That's incredibly that's, that's thing, like, Even from the small clips I've seen from your footage, Cardi, it's like it, that faster pace appeals to me. Mm. And I look back at the original game and I always got like... It's always, not too much. Like the, that yeah, game was yeah, quick still. I know. Yeah. Th this is the weird thing. God of War like, has always been ridiculously quick combat. Yeah. yeah. I, I played 2018 up until you really got like the Blades of Chaos. And then I just sort of stopped playing. Like nothing was really That's holding mad. me. And that I know, I know, that, that, you, I know that is insane. Yes, I know <laughs> That you mad. got that far. I know, I know. I know. But like what I was going to ask was, would it be mad to dive into Ragnarok and having not finished the first game? I I don't know. If, if, if those improvements are so surprising. I mean... I would say, I don't think it's a rev. It's not a complete revolution of what the last game was. It yeah. very much still feels like that. Yeah, like yeah. if you loved the last game, like I don't see why you're not going to be loving this mm. at least the first few hours. I mean, I just I have very little reason to not be excited about <laughs> yeah. this. I yeah. can't, you know. Jesse, to answer your question though, I feel like even playing the first game now, like you you're doing yourself a disservice, like skipping over that. That's another whatever you've got left five hours or ten mm. hours. Yeah, of like one of the best games of all time i, I didn't realize it was that much short amount of time oh I'm, I, I can't remember exactly yeah, yeah you're most you're like two-thirds of the way through yeah okay. okay i would say and also like you know there's benefits to be reached with the story stuff it's not yeah. absolutely essential for the experience but why not yeah. why not play especially that now the last, and then play you've the got new what one? over yeah. two weeks before it comes out yeah. and like especially the last half an hour of that game sets up what's to yeah. come up and um, one. the one thing that will be good for you, which I say, which is not the game's fault, to be clear, it's my fault, is <laughs> building up that muscle memory again. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know if people remember, but God of War has, uses the circle button to do like action, to climb mm, up things yeah. and to pick things up. And it uses X to dodge roll. Whereas mm. I've been playing a lot of games recently where it's been circle <laughs> yeah, to dodge roll. So yeah, my muscle memory is a little bit off and I'm just about getting around to it. Mm. But the problem is... In our line of work, we often swap between games, and then it's just yeah. it's throwing me for I, a loop. I, I feel like I might I might dive into God of War. Maybe not, perhaps I'm just like playing on my couch, or maybe because the, there is a PC version, I can stream it and have a laugh with my mates while I'm playing it. Yeah, yeah. that might mm. be a better way for me to yeah. get through it. Which I know still, might sound mad to some people. There's still um, like even when you're saying like muscle memory, like even when you accidentally do something in this game, it feels incredible. Like they just <laughs> really? make you feel so yeah, cool. like, it yeah. it's just the king of making you you know, wanky thing, like making you feel so, just so You actually good. feel like the God, God of War. Here's <laughs> like a little example, right? So triangle is the button to call your Leviathan, Leviathan axe back, yeah. right? But also hitting right on the D-pad, which normally selects a Leviathan axe, if you don't have it, that will call it back to, okay. and it's not like they're saying, oh, only this button is designated to this. It's like mm. smart things to say, this person wants the axe. They don't have to hit this button. We can accept they'll hit yeah, this button. Yeah, yeah. And I had a moment when I was fighting yesterday where I'd thrown the axe. It was stuck in the wall somewhere and uh -huh. I was punching with my shield and swinging that. And then I did a jumping attack, but the game all, all like instinctively knew what sort of attack I was going for. And the axe just came back naturally. Oh, so and then good. I that's, swung it those on my way down. Those new death from above attacks just feel so yeah, good when you leap off a ledge and just and hammer down on someone. But it's like the game like accommodated me but it also made me feel like a badass mm -hmm. in yeah. the same moment. The axe does feel largely the same as the first game, but like the blades feel like distinctly better. I think they feel a lot more like the original God of War games. Even so, I think some of the moveset has been replicated. Like you're juggling people a lot more. Mm. You're dragging yeah. them towards you. You're kind of manipulating enemies a I, lot I more. I think that's the thing, because I remember enjoying the original God of War games with mm. those blades, just because it felt a bit more faster for me. Mm. And watching the gameplay I saw this morning, seeing the blades in action... That's what I want to get straight away. So 
I'm going to I'm going to go through God of War and get to the blades and then see if I can finish the game because it would be nice because that's the sort of combat I want yeah. and stuff not not it's necessarily just, the axe it's just like it's the most cinematic thing just the way they continue <laughs> just that continuous shot as well yeah just from the first game into the second game I'm not saying they continue shot for yeah. shot but you know they're doing the same thing I would and argue the tricks that. they have up their sleeve this time to carry it on are just I Phenomenal. would argue, though, every time, and this is not a spoiler because you do it in the first game, every time you go into, what is the tree called? Where you, the fast travel tree thing. The, the, uh, the, 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 I've completely forgotten <laughs> the, the actual tree. I don't yeah, know. There's, a, there's a tree you use to get around locations, and there is like a flash to white when you go in between yeah. that. So it kind of is a cut in a way. <laughs> but like, but um, the power of the SSD. One thing I yeah. will say, and it, I promise, I Idrisil. promise. Idrisil, there we go. Ah. The promise, I promise I'm not going to spoil anything story-wise, but I will say that the writing, and I'm not just talking about the core story, but just like the incidental, casual roaming around writing, mm -hmm. is so fucking good. Like yeah. com compared, like I wish I could, Compared to a game we're going to speak about, compared later. to a couple of games I'm going to speak <laughs> yeah. about later, yeah. it's like it's night and day, like yeah. so good. It's yeah, I see no reason why people should not just be absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I know it's annoying with to people who've already played <laughs> a bit of it, but like, please be excited. Um, full reviews go out in two weeks. You mm. can hear my full verdict then. Certainly on... will. Yes. <laughs> um, that's a game coming out very soon. Next, we've got a whole load of games. <laughs> oh lord! That God knows when we're going to play them. We finally heard new Silent Hill news for the first time in a long time. Um, I think the headliner would have to be the Silent Hill 2 remake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Still, you know, maybe. Well, apart from maybe a couple of resis, still one of the landmark survival horror games ever made. Definitely for me, arguably the scariest one ever made. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. And I only played Silent Hill 2 for the first time, like maybe six or seven years ago. And by that point, you know, I've, Blasted mm -hmm. for Amnesia. I played for every single Resident Evil at that point. But jumping into the Silent Hill franchise when it was sort of dormant and dead, I was like, damn, these are fantastic survival horror games that are still scary today. Even the you know first Silent Hill game on the PlayStation 1 is still brilliant. And mm -hmm. to see that, because that's the thing, like the Silent Hill 2 remake has been rumored for so long, time. long so damn long. And it's, it is exciting to see that there are so many Silent Hill projects coming back but specifically the silent hill 2 remake like it is one of the most iconic survival horror games mm -hmm. ever but there's there's like this negative side of me which is like is it actually gonna be good so i feel like people just it's i understand why because the medium definitely has its issues many of them yeah but um bluebird have kind of become this weird like god don't let them make anything team it's like they've done some good stuff layers of ears layers of fear has its moment <laughs> layers of ears, layers oh, layers of ears. Of have you heard about that yeah oh. um <laughs> but, horrifying. i mean they made they made a uh, blair witch right yeah they did yeah, blair I witch that was observer. good they are yeah. in my they're good at tone and silent hill 2 is all about setting an eerie tone i think yeah. they'll nail that side of it and i'm not too worried because gameplay is maybe where they do let themselves down sometimes They've got the gameplay of Silent Hill 2. Unless they completely reinvent it, which I don't think they will, I think they'll just update it to become more like a modern game. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too worried about what they're going to do with it. That's the thing. I feel like Bluber team are going to be on such a short leash with Konami, and they have um, Ito back. They have Yamaoka and stuff. like. They have some core Team Silent members mm. back on this project. And as well, it's, it's obvious Konami has seen the success of you know the Resident Evil 2 remake and stuff, and... They want to capture that mm -hmm. with Silent Hill. And I just hope to God it works. Like maybe Bluber Team wouldn't be my first choice, but since the the foundations mm -hmm. are near enough rock solid, it's like you can't you yeah. can't mess it up. The that trailer bad. looked right. It had the right tone. Yeah. It looked good. It looked kinda of, had Alan Wake vibes, which of course in turn mm. Alan Wake too took Silent Hill 2 vibes in a way. The only thing I need is just improved gameplay. Because combat yeah. wise in Silent Hill 2. It's kind of weak. It's not exactly fun. You're playing mm. Silent Hill 2 because of the story, because of the puzzles, because of the atmosphere, not because how you can whack a pipe against mm -hmm. an enemy because it doesn't feel great. And, you know, if they add like some slight dodge mechanics or they just make it feel a bit more modern, mm. it should be a great I'm experience. I'm really excited to see Pyramid Head again. He's a good lad. I know, yeah, yeah. Jesse, you were saying earlier you're quite horny for Pyramid Head. <laughs> I just, I've seen, you know what? The, the artist who created Pyramid Head is mm. horny for Pyramid Head. I've seen <laughs> too much art on my Twitter <laughs> timeline, even from the guy who created it. And um, what sort of art are you talking about? 
Well, it's just that, like, the guy who created... Um, Is he like, wearing the hat and nothing else? No, but, like, there's, 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 there's too much sexy pyramid head art out there. And I've been exposed... <laughs> making that? Yeah. Well, you should stop drawing it, then. I, I get exposed to it, and I don't want to, all right? <laughs> I, don't I feel like, like it. it's quite easy to avoid sexy pyramid head art. No, you know what? You know what? I've, 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 I've discovered this recently, where I was like... I was trying to find a specific Resident Evil 3 post on Twitter. Mm. I type in Resident Evil 3 on Twitter, right. and I get the most disgusting drawings I've ever seen in my life. And I, I'm just looking for general stuff. You look at any type of character name yeah, yeah. or just any sort of game on Twitter, if they have like really popular characters, you're going to get some nasty I'm not stuff. See, I'm not seeing all this, but uh, you know, uh, who yeah. knows? Um, I think, I think I'm not seeing this either, Jesse. I'm a, the only place I see this stuff is when you go on um, the Nexus, filthy websites. Nexus mods and you search oh, Resident yeah, Evil mods nasty. and they're all the ones Big that Big feet Jill it mod. Did, <laughs> it did actually surprise me. I'm intrigued to see what you think of it, Dale, because it did surprise me that because you're such a big Resi fan, such a big survival horror fan, you you haven't actually played Silent Hill 2. Um, uh, I think I might have played a bit of it, but I don't remember if I did. Yeah. I definitely played the first one only because when it came out, I was under the like the illusion of this is like Resident Evil. And it was also mm. in my childlike brain, I was like, Konami, they make Metal Gear Solid. This must be good. You know, <laughs> yeah. like just jump into that. And I did like it, but I never really like it didn't like grab you. No, I never got into them. It was just a bit too Mm-hmm. Is it like Mucky a key for me? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Pirates or the pyramid uh, yeah. art? Isn't I it? mean, that's <laughs> the thing. It's like it's it's cool to have these two giants back with Resident Evil and Silent Hill because one is like action survival horror and just one is survival horror, and they offer like very different experiences. Mm. And the sad thing is, a lot of people can't really play Silent Hill two anymore unless they you know try and grab a copy from eBay or something. Like it's not right. an easy game to play anymore. Okay. So it's great to have it coming back in this form. And it's going to be, you know, Unreal Engine 5. It's going to look brilliant, no doubt. I'm mm. just happy that Konami are making proper games. Yes. Yeah. I was worried that this announcement was going to be like, NFTs, pachinko machine. It's like, yeah. that would really Pyramid Head is coming vibe. to eFootball 2020. <laughs> oh, I genuinely would not be surprised <laughs> if that happens. Think of the headers. They go off oh, all over the shot. It would be a nightmare, <laughs> wouldn't it? Popping the ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, more Silent Hill games were announced, mm. though. This is the one I'm... Pop Silent Hill 2, excited about. Silent Hill Townfall yes. from No Code, the developers of Stories Untold and Observation. If you haven't played those games, heavily recommend them. Both yeah. quite sure each. Mm-hmm. Stories Untold, a good little uh, horror game. Observation, a little bit more sci-fi thriller horror, but mm. still excellent. Um, yeah, it, we didn't see a lot of this game, but I have faith in the guys at No Code to know what they're doing. Yeah, that, with that this. sort of like mix of No Code and Annapurna. I feel like it's not going to be the traditional, like, you know, third person Silent Hill experience. It's probably going to be something more contained, more character driven mm-hmm. from probably a more of a unique perspective compared to, you know, I, I imagine it's probably like combat. Yeah, yeah. In my head, like, it's sort of like the walkie talkie stuff. I'm almost imagining like Firewatch, but in Silent Hill. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like it definitely needs those experiences because people, I mean, Silent Hill fans were burned out after Silent Hill 4, where it it was clear Konami were just like, let's try and capture what Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 mm-hmm. did. Oh, with really? the, okay. Yeah, with the other new Silent Hill games. And it's nice that they're sort of just going all all out when it comes to these new projects, mm-hmm. offering different experiences. But, like, my, my concern just looking at it on paper is just like, are they, when are these games all coming? Are they all coming out within the same year? Yeah, or I mean, like, hopefully not. Because it's just a lot here. There's a yeah. lot. Of, so it's, it's hard to go from zero to 100 with this stuff. Yeah, but that's the thing, like, who knows how long these games have been yeah. in development for, in talks for. Maybe, you know, Annapurna's project is a bit smaller scale, might come out first. Silent Hill 2 Remake could be later down the line. I'm just theorizing here. But yeah. th- they are going all out, but I feel like they need to because at this point, Silent Hill has just been, like... A meme among the community sure. that's just that dead thing that's never going to get revived i mean personally for me like i would i think i would have just preferred a silent hill reboot yeah just like yeah. a game one game silent hill triple a game yeah. rebooted but you know i mean they're doing they're doing this strategy instead uh they've, they've got another one uh silent hill f-stop isn't it the next it's one just about, <laughs> it's just silent hill the styling of this is, is going to do my head in for yeah. ages now it's silent hill f but the f is lowercase that is gonna yeah that's well, gonna look saw, horrible like in the every... classic fm f and it's in the red yeah, as well yeah, like that really stuck out to I me can't, that's gonna look awful on head it's gonna look awful everywhere it's set in the 60s which yeah. is an interesting spin it and it's written by i don't know do you know how to pronounce it is it 
Um, is it Ryukishi 07? Yeah, Ryukishi 07. Um, I'm not familiar with the creator. Is that his, is that his uh, birth name? I don't know. 07. Well, I, don't I guess know. it's just like Elon a Musk's sort of, kids, I know, or no? um, <laughs> unique username, but judging from just the brief research I did prior to this podcast, they primarily did visual novels okay. and stuff. So obviously- I know they're renowned like in a community I have no yeah, real interest yeah. in. So I know people are excited. I like the like the 60s sort of setting. That's quite cool. Yeah, yeah because like the, the whole deal with Silent Hill, like obviously every game has taken place in Silent Hill, but the idea of Silent Hill of like a town being corrupted by people's, you know, most darkest inner thoughts and nightmares and stuff like that. Like you can put that into another setting and have that unique spin to it. And it's only taken them 20 years to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Silent Hill don't get, they don't get a lot of luck, do they? No, it really, it really doesn't. <laughs> the town's suffering a bit. Yeah. Yes, it's a nice I wouldn't don't go move there. On, don't I wouldn't move go there, there on holiday. Um, <laughs> one more we also have is a weird one. Silent Hill Ascension, which is from J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot Production Company. It's sort of an interactive... We're not 100% sure so what this I'm, is. I'm picturing a sort of like Twitch... Yeah, Live it's like a public choose your almost like a choose your own adventure. I, I'm not Silent gonna lie, I'm the most skeptical about this just because I don't trust the people who are gonna be playing that. If you're trying to introduce those sort of elements where oh chat's gonna be, you know, going along and there's no chances, there's no like retries with this, that's all they said. I'm like, what stops someone in the chat just spamming like shit and all this other mad crap like continuously? I, I just wanna see like mechanically how this works. Yeah. It, I don't think it's for me. If I'm being honest. Same here. Honestly, yeah. it sounds like the one thing where I'm like, I don't know. And it seems like a one and done kind of experience mm-hmm. as well. Ran- randomly just we to just don't know a lot, do we? Yeah, yeah to, to just go back drastically for a second. Silent Hill 2, obviously, it's a sequel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is it a game that you can go in and play without playing the first one, remembering the first one? Yeah. Is yeah. it its uh, own story? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Like, obviously, there are connections that the fans will know. Just like with, you know, people who jumped into Resident Evil 2 Remake for the first time. They're not sure. going to have okay. those smaller okay. little connections. But it's his own sort of isolated story. Because, yeah. like, all I want is a AAA Silent Hill game, and that one feels like it's the closest yeah, to a- that. Yeah, absolutely. This without, is, without doing something different. Fingers crossed that will be what people... This is going to be a great introduction mm-hmm. to those who aren't familiar with Silent That's Hill. What and it's probably... It's the one that... You know, it's the fan favorite. Silent mm-hmm. Hill 2 is the fan favorite, just like Resident Evil 2 is the fan favorite for Resi fans mm-hmm. most of the time. Well, wow. for some people, it's Resident Evil 4. I know <gasps> I put myself in that camp. Resident <laughs> Evil 4 is is my favorite Resident Evil. It's the only real one. I'm, I'm not a huge, huge Resi fan like you two are, but um, Resi 4 is always the one that, you know, I think of first. And Dale. Hello. You've played quite a bit of the remake not You're quite a, a bit at all the exact opposite i'm jealous I played about so 15 minutes it's more it. than a lot of people have. <laughs> yeah. um and it was in that village full of crazy ganados and oh, bag-headed yeah. chainsaw men dr <laughs> salvador to use his official name oh. tell us about the eyes uh his eyes are mental let me tell you yeah. like so he's got uh, why am i just talking about dr salvador? <laughs> he's <laughs> the best bit uh so they do show dr salvador and when mm-hmm. you see his eyes you'll see it in like um, i've got preview that's is it out there now it will be, yeah, be out there now <laughs> you can see a glimpse of he's got like sort of button eyes and they're very yeah. intense yeah, he has like mental. no eyelids it's yeah. honest the way you're describing it, i was like it can't be that mad i saw it i just started yeah. laughing i was like that is i say mad. the gameplay i said that like a, like a full someone in a 40s film i say the gameplay. i say the gameplay does uh from what i've seen looks very good it looks like you say in your preview not quite the jump from two to remake of two, it was no, never gonna not. be. No, yeah. but it's very much just an updated version of four, which is, mm. I think, what everyone wants. Yeah. So if you've played uh, the Resident Evil two and three remake, you know exactly what to expect, right? This is this is exactly in that vein. But what they've done is they've added some little touches that make it feel more like four. For example, the easiest example is the roundhouse kick, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a thing that was synonymous with four and five, I guess. Yeah. Where you could. Uh, Take a few shots at an enemy, and if you'd like to stun them, you would have an opportunity to do a roundhouse kick, which would have an area of effect, sort of proximity damage to other opponents. And they have yeah. things like that. It's um, It feels shockingly uh, familiar, and maybe that's just because I played a lot of the 2 and 3 remake as well. Mm. But as soon as I started playing it, it immediately felt like I was playing Resident Evil 4 again. Yeah. Um, in a very complimentary way, I think. it It felt like... So I, I say this in the previews, like Cardi just said, the jump from 2... To what the two remake was was like stratospheric. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, like it's substantial. Like, obviously, they're dealing yeah. with PlayStation One graphics yeah. to now modern gen. Whereas stuff. 
the the ba- the building blocks of what the two remake was was Resident Evil Four. Yeah, that is the progenitor of that style of gameplay. Mm. It's what everyone's ripped off since as well. <laughs> but now they've like they've come full circle and they've caught themselves up. Yeah. So it was only inevitable that it was gonna feel similar, right? Yeah, and it's so much so that I remember when it first got announced, I was slightly concerned. I was like, do we need a remake of this? Like that's a, a valid question, I think. Yeah. Um, I. On playing this, I think I, I think it does. I think you justify that. I oh, about two years ago tried playing it on Switch, mm-hmm. and still the controls it just wasn't. It just didn't feel good. The to mapping play. of the controls is bad on some of those versions. The one, the most recent versions of it is not I mean, too just bad. Just the fact you can move and shoot. That is, is that that yeah, is good. That is, that is the problem. The you can't thing. move and shoot in the original Resident Evil uh, Four. Do you know what was the best version? Is the Wii version? Yeah, just yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was the best uh, version. Um, anyway, the uh, so yeah, this one you can move and shoot, obviously. But what they've really gone to town on, and bear in mind, I've only seen from the start of the game to the villagers attack and them leaving and then Leon saying, uh, where's everyone going? Bingo. He does, say, he does say that again as well. Classic um, so I've only seen this this small section, but what what the biggest leap I could see was just the uh, the tone and the design yeah. in terms of the environments. It feels like an actual lived in and grimy and horrible world mm. now. Yeah. Everything feels a bit more claustrophobic and tighter, but in a way that sort of, it's complementary to the combat like it feels like especially the village battle it feels like you can't you're struggling to get through these yeah they're constantly swinging for you grabbing you sometimes they grab you from behind hold mm. you up for the other people to attack you obviously the big difference to this from two and three was in those games you're fighting zombies as your core enemies this one you're effectively fighting uh, humans with like parasites in them who have some form of intelligence yeah they are smart they will like throw axes yeah. they'll dodge out of the they way they can make rational decisions yeah, where a zombie exactly. can't mm. so the big step here is like yeah they will sometimes they will grab you and not try to bite you or eat you just so you can be killed by someone else it's just like that sc- scary like crowd mentality like of all these you know enemies slowly coming towards you yeah. like you might have one trying to sneak around you got the chainsaw guy over there and just a bunch of crazy crap like people jumping from the roof and stuff like, it's, it's definitely intensified there's things yeah. like um th- this is only just what happens in this this battle but there's uh for people who remember that village there's the there's the cow that's there in the original mm-hmm. game it just watches you but now there's like a torch above it and if that's if the so torch grim. gets knocked down the cow goes on fine it starts running around everywhere <laughs> so you got all these flame going everywhere you got a flaming cow you? running past you if you go up to the bell tower which was usually kind of like a safe haven it would take them a while to climb up there the bell tower just collapses underneath you it's almost like oh, no wow they're I like no that. we know you like till there <laughs> yeah. you're not having it this time mm. there's um if you run around the back enough times, Dr. Salvador will come down and will chop some of the scenery down to yeah. block your path. Nice. That's they very are, uh, bakery. Yeah, it? they're all Not trying, as they're in a bakery. Yeah, that, that's, know, that's, the main, the that's the main thing that like uh, seems to be that from my understanding is that everything is so familiar. You got like that muscle memory. When I was watching the gameplay and doing the graphics comparison, it's like, yeah, I recognize all these paths and yeah. all these routes and stuff, but they're changing it in ways where like this game is going to be different. And the prime, a good example is there's a dog or wolf earlier you can find in Resident Evil 4 that in the normal game, you know, you're free. And then later on, it'll help you in a boss fight. But in this game, it's different. Well, so yeah. So I theorize like, I think it is just dead when you arrive there. And it was when I played it. Uh, But part of me did look at that and think, oh, I wonder if like, because it is they're taking stripping back something from the original game so part of me thinks I wonder if there's a way to get the dog maybe there's another dog or maybe if I didn't get there Mm -hmm. quickly enough I think it's most likely it's probably dead and it's like a tone setting thing letting you know this is a little bit different this is a little bit darker we still haven't seen Zalazar though and that's the key to the game isn't it what does Zalazar look like so I am very excited to see I mean there's a lot of mad stuff towards the end of Resident Evil 4 and the only hint I've had so far that it's maintaining any sort of like campiness and madness is the fact that he says the bingo line. Mm-hmm. Everything else was very po-faced, serious, and dark. Like yeah. even when he talks to Hunnigan on the radio, there's no more flirting with her. There's no more cocky superhero bravado nonsense. Mm-hmm. He's very much a man who's, oh shit, I'm in a bad situation yeah. here. How do I get out? He's treating it like a human being. Yeah, that's and not the- that stupid <laughs> nonsense yeah, what Leon does Like in the original Resident Evil 4, like when he's, I think Salazar like tells him something, he's like, no thanks, bro. Yeah. And like it's just cringy lines like that. And there's there's a part He's very like, much of the era, right? Like yeah, he was exactly. written of the era. And yeah. I get that. And I have no problem with that. That's the past. But this modern interpretation of him has to sort of you want it to reflect a human being a little bit more. Yeah. He does still dive out of windows from the second story, does a little gamble, lands yeah, on his feet. Yeah, yeah. So the the there, yeah. there is elements of the ridiculousness. So who knows what's gonna be gone and what's gonna stay. Yeah. I hope 
it's way more like Resident Evil 2 in terms of just additive and not like Resident Evil 3 where they strip to load back. Exactly. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I want, to, I want to see the part where Massive Salazar statue chases you yeah, down a hole. Yeah, 100%. I genuinely yeah. want to see that in the remake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot to be hopeful about. We had, a, we, had, we had some hopes for the next game we're going to talk about. I haven't played it. You two have been oh, playing it a lot together. Yeah. Sadly, it looks like all of our fears for Gotham Knights sadly may have come true. It's just not what people wanted is no. it i guess if i had to call it gotham shites yeah it's uh, a bit hard maybe <laughs> but um yeah like if you don't know what gotham knights is obviously a new batman game not linked to the arkham series of games it's a one player or two player game yeah it's got a central story but it's also got the open world activities and it's got so many different systems that we saw a while ago and it just looks like none of it has really come together so to make a, a whole by it's, the sounds um, of it unfortunately like i could speak for hours about everything i hate about this game <laughs> yeah i think it is f- fundamentally bad right yes 100%. um but i think in a nutshell the best way to describe it is um it takes like some of the bones of the arkham games which i absolutely mm. love and takes away all the things that you, you like about it. it yeah it's weird like it's rare to get a big budget game like this that just doesn't but just just it, kind of fails in what it's like, trying to do. I, I feel like the writing was on the wall. That I remember seeing the first gameplay trailer and just thinking, that doesn't look particularly good. I feel like, like they tried to, in an effort to get away from the Arkham games, and this has been their message the whole time, like, we are not the Arkham games, we're doing something different. That's not no. Yeah, yeah, they failed in that one. Yeah, because yeah, like they didn't do something. They didn't do something different that was equally good. They did something different that stripped away. Like the the easiest way to sort of summarize this for me is like I started playing that game. Anyone who's played those games knows that Y or triangle is a counter move, right? Mm. And when you're in this you're in this circle, they're all attacking you. Mm. You know if you see someone's icon flashing above their head, yeah. if you hit the triangle button at the right time, you will counter and you constantly keep this combo going and feel like a badass. That just doesn't exist in this game. The best you've got is a dodge, right? Yeah. And you dodge out of the way, but it never feels the same. I'm, you never feel strong. You feel like you bumble your way through every mm-hmm. sequence. God, really. like even just traversing around Gotham is so painfully slow, especially, and here, here's, what's, here's what's worse as well, is that at the start, I was like, you know, I want to try out Batgirl because maybe that's going to be most similar to, you know, the, how mm-hmm. the Arkham game plays yeah. and stuff like that. So I went with that and me and Dale, like maybe we've put like, six five hours into it yeah, probably a more. bit more than that but yeah, yeah yeah but we've, we've got up to a point now where our characters are leveled up and then i was like you know what maybe i want to try a new character now but we're this far into the story that i try a new character he's the starting level and if i continue playing with i thought Dale, it carried over the uh, they said it carried over the point so you could just instantly put them in so you could just i didn't i didn't oh, know I, i've never tried changing a character yet but, so i don't know but jesse yeah, you said but, it, yeah it's just that i described it like this earlier when me and dale were just talking about but it's the most it's a co-op game that is very anti-co-op. Mm, yeah. And yeah. it's it's bizarre. I think that's you the ha- mess- that it's been like weird messaging from starting, isn't it? Because they wanted to say this is a game you can play by yourself, which I think it fundamentally is, but they've added that two-player. But it's almost like it's built for it, one or four-player. Like yeah, that two-player yeah, weird so, in between. Yeah. It's built for four-player in, in all the interior locations, for example, are terribly designed. But they're also, they feel like PS2 hallways because they're so massive. Yeah. Almost like they one point they did want to put four people running mm. down there. But they feel like these really boring, empty areas. Whereas the opposite side of what you said, the single player, all cutscenes, it's always just... The mm-hmm. main, the, whoever the host is, yeah. is in that cutscene and not yeah. the other person. And since, since I was always the one to join Dale's game, it would be him as Red Hood, me as Batgirl. But <laughs> it would be the case that, okay, I've just cleared this little area. I'm going to go to this door so we can progress the story. Oh, but wait, I have to wait until Dale finishes his shit because I don't have permission in game to yeah. actually continue anything. I can't progress at all. Yeah. 
despite the story wanting to be connected. It's worse than that as well. It's not even wait for you to fin- me to finish. It's it literally just will never ever let you open a door or even crawl through a gap or anything that triggers a loading for the next scene. Yeah. Right? It has to be the person who's the host of the game. Yeah. And so what you get these awkward awesome. moments where it pops up saying, uh, Batgirl needs your help. And then I have to go over and I have to hold X for a few seconds. And then it does like a little mini countdown for yeah. you load into That's the next scene. a weird scene. like clash against this. Because like it's open world is completely untethered, isn't it? So you can yeah. go like complete other in the city. It's yeah. weird that it's so restricted in that sense. Yeah. In it, smaller areas. It, I, it makes you feel just not important. There was one part as well where um, I got ahead of Dale a little bit. And to start this new cutscene and stuff, I was in like the mm-hmm. zone for it to start. And then I got there first, it started. But Dale was the person who ended up being in the cutscene, and I was—I was just like, it doesn't make me feel yeah, connected yeah, yeah. to would this you, story. At and all. I know neither of you are enamored with this game, so at least. But would you say then it's bad to play by yourself? You'll have a less frustrating, a, a bit of a less frustrating time like, by yourself. No, because I'd rather play yeah. an Arkham game. Yeah, exactly. Like, the reason I'm playing this game over an Arkham game is because I want that co-op mm. version. It's weird, of isn't it? Because. Yeah. WB Montreal, they also, they made Arkham Origins, which maybe doesn't hit the heights of some of the other Batman I think it's games, but it's still though. very, it's still yeah. very good. Still they know got how those to good do systems it. in it, and there, I feel like there is a, it's a frustrating because I feel like their world they've built is is good, and the like the the history of Batman they've built in that world and the city is good. They've just I don't know where it's come from. Just the game they've ended up with yeah, is it, not what people for, want. For me, it's like they started at the moment that they stripped back Batman's combat. To this game yeah it was like it was dead on arrival at that point for me like because that's the most fun even the um like so obviously they say in arkham knight for example you have like three main sources of combat you have the mm. the sort of gathering around doing the hand-to-hand combo based combat you have the um the tank stuff and the vehicle stuff and then you have the um the stealth things when you're in a room and you've got to pick people off one at a time none of that exists anymore there's no combat uh, um, on vehicles you just use your bike to ride around and that's it There's bare, you can shoot but I don't know what to what yeah, purpose there's never no found, reason to never found a reason and to actually uh, the stealth stuff is barely existent there's no like having a room of these guys and you've got to take them all down or anything mm. like that it's just you can crouch and stealth attack but most of the time because you're playing in co-op you'll stealth one person then someone will get seen and it's yeah, over you're just, like, you're it barely happens it's a shame yeah. I, 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 I was I haven't played this game. I, I will just play through the main campaign at some point just to see it, but it's a shame because I want it to be good. I want yeah. a good Batman game. It's just, it's a shame when this happens. I, I don't like just ragging on no, games, but, but if they're not good, they're not I mean, good, are yeah, they? Yeah, no, we've got, well, we have a duty to our audience to say exactly. what we think. You know? And, you know, God of War's not far away, so keep that in your heart. Um, mm. Another game that came out this week, though, mm-hmm. A Plague Tale Requiem, the sequel <gasps> to A Plague Tale Innocence, which I very much enjoyed. Yep. Haven't had a chance to play Requiem yet. Have you finished it yet, Dale? Uh, no, because no, uh, God of War I mean. arrived, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. Plato had to move to the side. But the uh, but I have played probably, mm-hmm. I don't know, seven hours. From, from what I've heard, it's very much a Plague Tale too. Yeah, like as much as we were complimentary of God of War about earlier, I don't know I'm as complimentary, but I do really like a Plague Tale. And this I mean, is definitely working, more of the same. They're working with what? A hundred times less Absolutely. money and, and technical liability. Like, 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 positive wide, like it looks phenomenal for the for the level of stuff mm-hmm. they got. It looks phenomenal, and I really love the concept of the game, which is coming into these puzzle boxes and how do I solve mm-hmm. it? And these puzzle boxes just so happen to be with swarms of rats <laughs> and fire and stuff. And I just think it's really cool idea and concept, and it's executed well and it's refined this time as well. Like the way uh, Amicia's weapons are built and loaded mm-hmm. out. So much more refined. She's much more of a warrior this time, right? Because I played, I played it for preview, and that's why I got a sense of like it's not, it's still a self, stealth action game. Yeah, but you can also go the heavy hitting route sometimes if you want. Sometimes, yeah, but also um, you have companions during the game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like Hugo is her little brother from the first game. He's at some points he's a companion. Uh, there's I forget the Lucas, the other mm-hmm. young lad from the first game. There's also some others I won't spoil. Um, I will say they kind of feel a bit overpowered i feel like okay. there's there's one guy a little bit later on who is like a brute who can just you can literally say to him go and kill that man over there and unquestionably he will do it every time <laughs> yeah. and it's almost like wicked. well why would i bother stealth in this yeah. route anymore yeah. so i think they've already it's almost like they've added too many systems and sort of lost an element of what was special about the first one is it still kind of irrepressibly like grim oh yeah because yeah. like, is there any laughs to be had? No, no, yeah, no, there, no. There's some not. Wow, well, there is some nice moments. Uh, mm. There's definitely I mean, a lot of beauty of the play, to be had. Not a laugh. 
Is it really? There, there, <laughs> it tends to be like every sort of chapter has moments of beauty where mm. they're exploring like parts of France that they, they're having a nice time and they're enjoying and then inevitably they end up in the muck mm. again. You know, that's usually the way it goes. Pyramid head muck. Um, that's all muck. <laughs> I will say that one thing that drives me mad in this game, and it's something I complimented God of War on earlier, is the incidental dialogue, is the chatting amongst themselves it, while you're playing. Is it so much the writing or is it the performance? Because I think, well, it's I think the performances in a, the original Playtale weren't bad at all, but Hugo was a little annoying, the little, yeah. the little boy. <laughs> I definitely think a it's a, a, a bit of both, but here, here's an example, right? Like, so obviously this game is built on stealth fundamentally. Mm. A lot of early sections, especially, is about you crawling around and trying to avoid lines of sight yeah. and get through. Yeah. And non-stop, it's incessant, non-stop, Amici's going, oh my God, there's a guy over there. Mm-hmm. We better avoid him. Make, make sure he I know uses this is a thing. Sure, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> this does annoy a lot of It never annoys me as much as other people, it seems. I know it definitely annoys you, Dale. Because like, yeah. it annoyed people a lot when Aloy spoke a lot yeah. in Horizon. That was something that never really bothered me. Uh, but like, I know it does get on the yeah, nerves. If it's so on like a whole other level. It, then... just, it, just, it just felt like... It's one of those things like we we talked about earlier that just takes me out... Like with Gotham yeah. Lines. It takes me out of the moment. Because all I'm focusing on is like, you just wouldn't do that. And it's not necessary. It's, it's, it's useless yeah. chatter, isn't it? Because yeah, like useless, in God of War, yeah. people are speaking almost all the time, but you're hearing a cool story. It's like Absolutely, fun. You're, yeah. you're actually getting okay. information. And also, it's really good at developing character. This is where the writing comes in, right? Because it's really good in God of War at developing the character relationships. In this one, I don't feel that at all. I feel no. like the cutscenes and the story stuff are good for that. Mm-hmm. But in between, yes, of course, sometimes you're going to need uh, from a gaming uh, how you build a game perspective, like tutorials perspective, you need people to say things every now and yeah. again. But it, when it's just like incessant, it's, it's, there is points in that game it's non-stop. It's, it's not on the level of like Gotham Knights where this it all just sounds. Well, dreadful. Gotham Knights is. I I, I don't think the act is bad. I just think cop. the writing is abysmal. It's yes. a film, I think we spoke about it with a game like that that's based in card uh, comics and stuff like and cartoons. Like you are, if you're aiming for that level, there's a thin line between it being bad yeah. and like hitting that sort of. Yeah, like, there's definitely a lot of, of Gotham Knights where the writing is really mm. corny and lame. But, like, overall, a Plato, <laughs> it sounds like. If you enjoyed the first, you'll enjoy this one. I like, no, and also if you haven't played the first one, I would say you could probably jump into this one mm-hmm. because it definitely is the first game and more. I just think I like the the companion things. I think are slightly overpowered, and I just like yeah, the the chatter annoys me. Apart from that, I think but, it's really cool. It looks really beautiful, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a cool idea. And the puzzles are like. Sometimes it can be quite challenging, and that's fun, right? Solving yeah. these it's, puzzle boxes. It's not like a stealth horror game, is it? Like, uh, in a way. It has little horror set. It's not yeah. outright like jump scares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good at like making you feel very vulnerable. I never yeah. I never played the first game, but just from a few little it's, videos, it's like the, just the tech of the second game looks fun yes. and it, stuff. It, like we said, it looks beautiful, especially like a double A in quotation yeah. mark game, yeah. not like that so much. It looks beautiful. And we all know the rat tech. They can fit, what's it sound ridiculous? Like 10,000 yeah, rats on screen. It's, and I've seen a glimp, few glimpse scenes of it where it's just obscene. Like, like they have tidal of, waves yeah. of like rats <laughs> flying at you. Rad. But also it's just, um, I feel like this time, not like the first game. The first game, they felt like there was always one solution, right? Mm. And this time it feels like, oh, I've got several tools at my disposal. Depending yeah. on what I've got in stock, there's actually a few solutions. That's what stealth, mm. the best stealth games do, yeah. isn't it? It gives you options. It makes you feel clever rather than just go, but you don't want stealth that's just a puzzle. You want stealth that makes you feel like a shadow. Like, I like almost like I came up with this way that someone else might not have thought. Exactly. Of. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like, yeah. It's worth checking out. It's worth one, checking out. Especially, yeah, if you like the first one, you're going to get more of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely better than it sounds. So, yeah, if you've got the, the money for one game this week, I think we're saying Plague Tale over Gotham. <laughs> well, I'd say save your money for God of War. To well, right. yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Something though, maybe while you're waiting for it to download or arrive in the post, you could watch this weekend is another one of Dale Driver's Inside Stories oh, about. Yes. He's back. The initial. <laughs> He's you, back. you may say initially, you know, it's about Fallout 76. People will go, what? Yeah. But let me but tell you. But that's what I want, though. Exactly. <laughs> it's a very fun watch. I think it's unlike any. I mean, you can talk about it. But yeah. It's unlike any of the other Inside Stories done because it's a laugh. If you know what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah, not, I appreciate it's not, it. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not trying to be serious. No, not at all. So, um, yeah, so I guess that conversation, I put a tweet uh, in like April or March mm. saying, who plays Fallout 76? Let me know. And before I got a tidal wave of just like amazing people who got in touch with me, I had the, a very few cynical voices 
doing the who plays Fallout 76? Nobody. Or why would they play yeah. that? Mm. Um, but if you look at the data there, a lot of people play this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a very, very popular now these days, like within certain circles. And then I I just sort of discovered a few stories about people doing these like strange things in this game. Very so odd. I went down the rabbit hole and here I am like, you know, <laughs> eight months later, I met all these crazy people. I met uh, role, people who role play as cannibals in the game. I met a group of uh, guys and girls who do put on live Shakespeare plays. Yeah, if you want to hear Dale do a little bit of Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> so yes, I auditioned to be in a Shakespeare play in the documentary and I get the role and I actually, it's, I did it last weekend. Work. No. Uh, how, how was that? Was it nerve wracking? It was actually really, really nervous. You didn't yeah. have, like, you weren't like bottom though or puck. You know, no, you I was big. moth. Yeah, I was one of yeah. the fairies. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, it was kind of perfect because I was there. I was always under there under the pretense of someone mm -hmm. doing a documentary yeah so i just i was very yeah. much on the louis fru sort of vibe of, it's, it's i want a taste sort of vibe. Mm. yeah yeah like you know when he auditioned to be in a porn film you've got that it's that sort of vibe <laughs> absolutely it, it? that sort <laughs> yeah. of vibe yeah um but i yeah but what i didn't expect was uh was to meet all these people like i just mentioned a minute ago there was like cannibals right there's people who like mm -hmm. set up trap camps to like kill people all the yeah. time you found your people yeah no <laughs> but, but the point i'm trying to say is that you feel like on the surface it's like oh it's just finding the dregs of fallout right but it turned out that i met some like amazing people and there's some really like wholesome stories and everyone was so lovely to me in that game like even just the randoms playing that game yeah i was like i'm walking around i've got level two above my head and i had these people like level 600 coming up to me and just giving me like all these weapons <laughs> everyone honestly i didn't meet anybody in that game who was like, horrible mm, everyone's yeah. so That's nice thing, I've, I've, I've had an image in my head for years since you know the release of 76 that that game's just done no one talks about it yeah. never mm -hmm. hear about it and i was surprised to hear that like you're gonna do this story and then from you know what i've watched of it it's, it's like genuinely like heartwarming because yeah. you, the stories of and that's thing you always read about like communities coming together in their favorite games or like when drawing MMO, pyramid head new yeah exactly <laughs> no but like you know like when mmos are about to shut down you have like these massive surges of like community and like yeah. all their history for that game and 76 you know still has stuff going for it and to to hear those stories is something that I've just not really mm -hmm. seen. Like it's, it's a minor spoiler for the thing, <gasps> but I think I, I want to say it because I think it might hopefully entice people to check out, to see more things. It's 43 minutes long. So there's lots of stuff to watch yeah. in there. Um, but I did meet one person. Uh, her name was Priscilla in the game. I don't know what her real name was, um, but she, her job is a uh, job in game. Her job is a courier. Right, so she goes around, there's lots of trading that goes on, but then there's there was people coming and taking advantage like, and stealing mm -hmm. weapons off people. Yeah. So within the communities, they developed this courier system where they've got like a trust pilot rating. They have to do like <laughs> tests. They have to do like training and stuff. And they will be official people that come in and trade uh, for, they like, yeah. they mediate it. Um, and this girl called Priscilla, that's all she does in Fallout 76. That's her entire mm -hmm. time she plays that game. She does that. Yeah. And I sat down with her and I started talking to her and I asked her why she did it. And she gives, she gives me this like incredible story about how she had uh, like some tragedy happen in her real world that, yeah. that meant that she couldn't work anymore. Mm. And she almost like, you can hear it croaking in her voice, like how emotional she is about it. How this is her family now. This is, gives her like a work-like structure. Yeah. She loves clocking in every day because she gets to see her friends yeah, yeah, yeah. and she feels like she's achieving something mm. as well and that's just one of the like the many people that mm. i got to meet and there's yeah. there's some wonderful yeah. people in there there's some yeah. cannibals there's shakespeare there's people falling in love i mean yeah yeah as our wise prophet rihanna once said they found love in a hopeless place Ooh, oh, um, wow. there's there's you the had end, that there's the end music <laughs> yeah. that so, i'm just a quick thinker uh, there you go <laughs> okay. we'll play that at the end that's a bit of a bad uh, it's called um the weird and wonderful fans still playing Fallout 76 and it's live on October 22nd. So what, that tomorrow? Uh, when Saturday. This, Saturday. So tomorrow oh, when this goes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Give yeah, it a yeah, watch. Yeah. Saturday, October 22nd. Please watch it. Share yeah, and like and subscribe. Enjoy, enjoy. And we'll, I say we'll continue to make more of them. Dell, that's most of them. But God, <laughs> I'll do a good one one day. Um, but there we go. Next, oh, we've got, we've, sp we've spoken about so many things. We're not doing then the search this week. I'm sorry if that's the bit you look forward to most. It's time for Gotham um, Knights feedback. But if you come to our live show on Friday, the 2nd of December, maybe we'll do a live endless search for you. Um, oh. I'll semi-promise that now. It might happen. We haven't even thought about what we're doing. Um, is that, yeah. is it, should I tease someone else or should I not at this point? I don't know. Don't what do we, what you, I don't even know what we've you can, you can bleep, you can bleep it out. What we, nah, I don't even know what you'd be teasing because we haven't really spoke about what we're doing. He's uh, winking at us and I'm licking just going to say two words. The and firm. 
Oh, all right. Well, you, oh, right. The firm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I suppose, to be fair, and if you are worried about the World Cup, it's on a night where England don't yes. play. It's the last day of the group stage. That's good. So don't worry. I was worried um, about that. Yeah. It's not going to be a two hour football manager live show. Do not. No, no, no. Yeah. Worry. Sorry. Yeah. I give the do wrong not, impression there. Do not worry. Maybe a cheeky cameo at best. Oh, yeah. Maybe, well, <laughs> we might mention the world football. I don't know. Or you can talk to me about football afterwards if you want, uh, as long as. I want to. As long as. Wales have not not England out of the world. <laughs> I've got the first email here, which you can always send into IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. We're asking people for some horror recommendations that might be under the radar from people. So Ooh. got uh, some here. I've got one here from Killian Burgess, which good is name. strong. Good, that's that's a strong. Name. Killian with a K as well. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. It sounds like a horror name as well. Yeah. Maybe you haven't killed anyone, Killian. I um, hope you have. Mm, who knows? <laughs> Confess says, if you have. <laughs> he says, Hi all, thoroughly enjoyed your horror recommendations this week. There are a few I haven't seen and that sound great, so thanks for giving me some films to watch this Halloween. You're welcome. Killian goes on to suggest a banger here if you haven't watched it. I thought I'd give a recommendation of my own. The Invitation Ooh, 2015 yes. is one of the most unsettling films I've seen in recent years. The premise is a man accepts an invite to a dinner party held by his ex-wife. I know that sounds horrific enough already, but it gets even worse from there on. Once it gets going, it's incredibly tense and has a very effective final shot. Yeah. It's a bang. It also plays on all the similar films I mentioned last week that are yeah, like sounds, social situation horror. Yeah, Creep, which I watched over the weekend. A little bit. There's, a, I, there's an actor in that film. I can't it's remember It's got a bit of Speak name. No Evil energy as well. The, the guy, like, sorry, the only thing I can think of him in is in The Founder. He plays one of the McDonald brothers. I but know, yeah. And, he oh, is a phenomenal name? actor in that film. Yeah. Uh, in general, but also um, in that film. Yeah, that's crucial. That the invitation from 2015, not the one from this year. Um, but yeah. Oh, is that bad? Um, it's just a different film. I haven't seen the one from oh, this okay, year. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, but there you go. Yeah, I, I can back up that recommend, uh, cool. recommendation. Recommendation? I recommendation. Have, I have not watched Killian. that film, so thank you, Killian. Yeah. That is on my list. Uh, Dale, we've got, I believe, a repeat from last week from Mario. He's in again. Oh, oh is he? Yeah. he? Did he email in last week? I think he? he did. Okay, Mario. Well done, well, Mario. He says, hey all, love the last episode and I'm so excited to watch a bunch of the movies you guys mentioned. Here are a couple of shout outs of my own along with a short elevator pitch. <gasps> Number one. I Saw the Devil, Korean psychological thriller slash horror about a cop who's repeatedly captured and releases a man who murdered someone close to him. I haven't seen this one yet, but as we mentioned, I think last week, I'm, I'm big into so, my Korean. So yeah. Embarrassingly, I have this on Blu-ray and I've never watched it. <laughs> oh I, think, I, I think I, I can't remember how I got it. I know I didn't. Should we do that for a live show? Live viewing of I Saw the Devil. <laughs> it's a nice little Christmas treat for people. I'll like, see the devil later on when we've had a few beers. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Lock the doors. <laughs> how many Blu-rays do you own, Dale, that you've yet to watch? I've got a few, actually. I have, I have, collection. Uh, I, yeah. I've stopped buying them recently. I've yeah. got, I've stopped doing that. Oh, you uh, fools. Back to Mario. And he says, number two is The Void. A police officer brings a victim to a hospital and notices some weird folks standing around outside. Shit slowly <laughs> starts to get absolutely fucked from there That's on. That's what I want from a horror film is shit getting fucked. So, that sounds wicked. The only thing I know of The Void is I think the box art and design is really cool. I keep mm -hmm. seeing it and think, I, oh, I should watch it. I've, I've seen, seen that box one. art like a gazillion yeah. times on Prime and have mm -hmm. never clicked on it. Good. So. I'm getting some things to watch. I'm mm. liking this. And uh, number three is Barbarian. Mm -hmm. Not going to say anything about this one. Just please go see it if you like horror and try to go in as blind as That's possible. Oh, is that is that the new film? We're, so yeah, me and Jesse are seeing this next week. So yeah. I've been oh. avoiding everything about this film. Uh, so it yeah. came out in America like a couple of months ago. Oh, right? okay. And I've been waiting for it. It's finally coming to cinemas, I think, next week in the I, UK. I didn't so even know finally. it existed until we yeah. got... You know, and this is yeah. exactly all I know about it Ooh. is the less you know, the better. Okay. So I think it might go a bit wild. Does uh, shit get fucked up? Maybe. Like, that's what I'm I seeing it next week. When though. you go oh, see it, don't tell me what it's about. But Absolutely obviously not. say, give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. I will. Do you know what? On the I'll... podcast next week, I'll give a thumbs up or a thumbs down yeah. and not reveal anything okay. else about it. But yeah. So no okay. one will actually know mm -hmm. what your recommendation exactly. is. Exactly. Lovely. I was waiting to see who would make the, the first sound. Well, this is from Joshua Scott. He says, hello, IGN team. Long time. Many oh. time. <laughs> Loved the last episode about your streaming services. And um, when you put the call out for other ideas, this one hit me like slow and painful radiation sickness, which is I think definitely This is riffing off I'm a into. couple of weeks ago where we, yeah, we were building our own like dream 
video game adaptations. Mm, um, okay. I even suggest Ari Aster doing Silent Hill 2. Oh. They are making a film based on Silent Hill yeah, 2 they, now, they, but it's not Ari Aster. It's no, the, it's, it's um, the original bloke. Original director. <laughs> and do you know what? That original Silent Hill film, I think, is all right. That was uh, the podcast where you were coming up with names through streaming service, right? Yeah, yeah. I can't oh. remember what mine was called. Uh, uh, I know Matt terrible. was Matflix. Yeah. Joe was... Yeah. Joe was, Lou, was it? I I was, Joe like Simon good. Plus. Or yeah, Simon, Simon Plus, like yeah. yeah. I did think of one. I was in my car. I was driving back to Coventry when I was listening to that podcast. Yeah. And I thought, what would mine be? And I thought one immediately. And I was like, actually, no, I should never say that. <laughs> well, now you're going to have to. Because oh. it was a riff on Peacock. <laughs> oh. I Dale Cock? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's not even... That's not like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait, no, that doesn't work. Dale Cock works, brilliant. Yeah, you should never have mentioned that. Jesse, you said... I, I can't, yeah, I can't think what's of What's Joshua one. got to say? Uh, but yeah, Joshua <laughs> um, goes on to say, um, Chernobyl does Metro. It writes itself as it's basically a sequel to Chernobyl if the <laughs> dynamic trio and the dick swinging miners fail to contain <laughs> the plant. What? That, that, those miners are based on real people, those poor guys. Um, we didn't know they didn't swing the dicks. Exactly. But the tension, like dark tunnels, the Geiger counter plus added radioactive creepy crawlies definitely make for a great limited series. All the best and respect the sea. Josh, as someone who loves Metro and I like- the Stalker franchise, I mm. would be down for. This some- is a smart fit. I mean, we've mm. got the Ch- we've got the Chernobyl director making The Last of Us, which is coming out soon, which is kind of a post-apocalyptic. Oh, I'm so excited they, for that. Weren't yeah. they making a Metro film years ago? I Wasn't that know. a thing? I've never been no. into is Metro. Is that big so- enough to make a film off of? Well, it's based on books, isn't it? It's similar. That's up, it's that's like, yeah, yeah. They're probably more based on the books than the games. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. yeah, interesting. I would be down for that. Um, yes, please, Josh. What, what do we want to know for people this week? Of course, we want to know... Uh, I have some more horror recommendations because we've still got another <laughs> 10 days let, no, honestly like let us know if you play Gotham Knights and you enjoy it or yeah, you, I, you, you I, I have do. different thoughts to us I honestly want to hear that yeah yeah, yeah. good stuff um, I think that's all for this week um, should we have some Rihanna oh, oh yeah. yeah yeah let's do it <laughs> Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.